Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. It is 8.24. Of course, the other subject that we discussed on Friday as that news was breaking, the get-out-of-jail-free card granted to former President Jacob Zuma. So first he was out on medical parole, and then he went into remission, didn't he? Karen Morn, legal journalist and analyst. Uh, good morning. Thanks for joining us. It's It's just the gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? Well, I think it's going to be fascinating to see over the coming days whether there's a decision by any of the parties who are involved in that in that case, particularly the Democratic Alliance, um, whether they will seek to to legally challenge uh, what has happened. But I think what's interesting is, of course, that the the decision that was taken and the justification for Jacob Zuma's, you know, serving less than two hours behind bars, and um, this whole idea of a special remission that was was granted or approved the day before. Um, of course, he went to prison and there was summarily released. Mm, mm. Um, you know, it, it was it's essentially a, a presidential decision. So it's, it's no longer in the hands of the national commissioner. Um, and the president under the Constitution does have, you know, sort of wide-ranging powers. Of course, I think the issue for a lot of people is the timing of this um, government insisting it's not political, that this is about issues of overcrowding in prison, that there was that recent fire in one of the facilities, mm, mm. that it's exacerbated the situ- situation. That's what created the urgency. But we know, of course, that um, Jacob Zuma in the immediate aftermath of the Constitutional Court, like last month, saying, you know, you're basically affirming what the SCA had said, that he needs to return to jail, that there was... You know, it's been it's well over a month since that decision was taken, and that the Department of Correctional Services asked for submissions about what the National Commissioner should do in circumstances where we now know the decision was essentially out of his hands. So I think there are going to be a lot of continued question marks as to exactly what happened here. It, it is just, it is just remarkable. Because there, there was, I mean, it was so obvious, given the fact that the last time he he created this whole standoff until the very, very last minute before turning himself in, handing mm-hmm. himself over. And this time it was all magnificently orchestrated. Well, it's just remarkable that the ANC can get that right, this this magnificent choreographed affair when it comes to protecting their own. Well, you know, the the wheels did come off a little bit the day before because, of course, we'd heard the Department of Correctional Services say, no, they're going to release a statement explaining what, what of course, is going on. Um, and they didn't do that. They did set their own deadline, and we were all waiting up till midnight, and then summarily, you know, the statement comes out and says, well, we're going to have a press conference. We now know, according to what was said at that press conference, that, that President Zohar Ramaphosa approved the special remission, which is then gazetted hours later um, after the press conference, you know, that says this is what's going to happen in Jacob Zuma, the day before. So, you know, it seems I I am fascinated by the level of coordination that may or may not have happened here. And I think that's what's going to prove to be so crucial was, you know, we have this timeline where he's in Russia on the version of his foundation receiving medical treatment. We then have him coming back to, you know, attend the, the sort of private prosecution appearance of myself and Billy Downer um, in circumstances where we sort of forced, we're forced to, to appear in court, even though we 
obviously won an order in a court mm. ruling mm. invalidating that whole situation. And then the department is busy saying, well, you know, we are going to wait um, to get these submissions until the 10th of August and then uh, you know, uh, until the 4th of August and then we'll announce our decision on the 10th. So it, it buys it buys a huge amount of time, and one you know the thing about if there is some kind of court review and, and the rationality of what has happened here is challenged. You know whatever legal mechanisms they choose to use, because I mean it will be interesting to see you know if this decision is attacked on what basis it's done. But if there is a legal challenge, the timeline and when these when these things were actually put in place would be very crucial because I think. The difficulty for the department may lay in the fact that if there was this special remission, if it was going to be given, mm-hmm. you know, why was it done so hurriedly and why was that time bought in circumstances where we know the National Commissioner was not actually really making a decision? He said, oh, I did make a decision. I bought him back, but now this is out of my hands. And so, you know, the mechanics of how that, that decision was maneuvered, I think, is going to be pivotal if and when this thing is challenged in court. Yeah, because as I said, it's just been so magnificently uh, worked out that it, Mm. it, it, do you think that this has potential to do Ramaphosa harm? Because uh, it, it certainly doesn't show him to be the person of integrity and upholding uh, the, the standard of, of the fight against corruption as he maintains in public. You know, I think the difficulty of the Jacob Zuma matter is that, you know, there was this extraordinary decision taken by Bulalani Nongwa, you know, in 2003, where he basically said, well, we have a case against Jacob Zuma, a prima facie case, but it's not, you know, we don't know that it's winnable, so we're not going to pursue it. And that is an extraordinary admission, because from that time on, he was mm. treated as different, not equal before the law. Because if you and I, Howard, are facing a case, a prima facie case, we have to go to court, we have to defend ourselves. That's the law. But it was Jacob Zuma, it wasn't applied. Sheikh goes on trial. Sheikh is convicted of corruption. Zuma. All that evidence comes uh, and, out. And, and we were young yeah. then, and we still realized it was absurd. You know, we had no idea, no, really. I mean, this, but I mean, this the is absurdity a long line of in a trail of special treatment. Mm, mm. Like, it's always been like this. Then, you know, then the NPA drops the case as he becomes the ANC president. In circumstances, they are on a lawful way. Mokotedium Sheikh uses the wrong section of the law. It's an indefensible decision. And then there's this extraordinary attempt by the NPA that there was to defend it, which fails. You know, then they reinstitute the charges. And then Jacob Zuma embarks on, you know, Stalingrad 2.0 and, you know, pursues all this litigation unsuccessfully. And then after failing to get his prosecutor removed, he charges them and then says, oh, well, this is the basis. And, you know, unfortunately, our judicial system, you know, we are constitutional democracy, come from a very, very dark past. There's a, there's a line of thinking that says that that mechanism to allow people to have the constitutional right to defend themselves has been completely subverted and abused by people like Jacob Zuma and Busisi Kabane. And we now have this extraordinary situation where on Tuesday he goes back to court, he goes back to court tomorrow, um, to argue that Dana should be removed, you know, essentially attacking his fitness for the fifth time on the basis that, yes, you know, there is this private prosecution. It has been invalidated, but I'm appealing and he's still conflicted. And in any event, you know, those judgments um, don't necessarily deal with the issues that I'm raising. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. And as you rightly point out, the medical parole situation, which is completely unlawful. 
You know, in the entire time that I've been following medical parole, because it's, you know, obviously it was, it was the shake issue, et cetera, et cetera, mm, mm. never, ever, um, aside from shake, have I seen a national commissioner intervening where the medical parole board has said, don't give the person medical parole, they don't qualify. That's never happened. It's only ever happened with Jake Zuma. The reverse is true when you see people, you know, like Clive Darby Lewis, mm, had, mm. you know, the, the stage four cancer where yes. the medical parole board was saying, we think he's actually 10 years about to die, release him, getting overridden by the National Commissioner and then that getting challenged in court. So it's a complete flip. And I think that the average South African person really feels that, and justifiably so, that there is no equality before the law, that there's the fundamental undermining of it. And you know what the tragedy is, is that prisons, our prisons are deeply overcrowded. You can't deny that there's a problem. No, we, absolutely. But it doesn't mean, well, in fact, I just need to shout at Carol. Carol, she says Zuma is old, he's an old, confused man, doesn't even know where he is. Carol, really? You're better than that. You are better than that. You know that he is, that, uh, that he's, <laughs> he is very, very crafty. And if he isn't okay mentally, well, then that could be used before the law and uh, use and and, uh, and open to everybody to try to to see what the story is. So you we can't unfortunately just say that. Uh, uh, sorry, Karen, I just have to. Every now and then, you know, we've just got to uh, you know keep a little bit of perspective. Karen Morn, we are out of time, unfortunately, because such a fascinating conversation. Legal journalist and analyst in News at Twenty Four talking about the get out of jail free card granted to former president Jacob Zuma.